I'm so grateful uh, to be with you this morning. Uh, for those of you that I've not had the privilege to meet, um, I I'm a daughter of this church. I, I was baptized here. I, I grew up in the faith here. I, 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 I cut my teeth on, on leadership and preaching here. Um, three of my four boys were baptized here. And um, for, forgive me, I just, I, I just, I'm just so grateful uh, to be with you this morning. I, I um, th this is the church. If you're, if you're new to the Meredith Drive Church, or if, if uh, you, you need a refresher, and I'm repeating your, myself, please, please forgive me. But this is the body of Christ that raises up young men and women, that equips them that disciples them, that gives them freedom to fail fast and learn, and then deploys them to be Christ in 10,000 places. And I am so grateful for Meredith Drive Reform Church and the bridge. I, my heart is warmed. So thank you for letting me share that. I, greetings on behalf of the Reformed Church in America, where I have the opportunity and the joy of serving as Chief Operating Officer. Um, greetings from the Versteg family. I am still happily married to Shane. Uh, 20, 23 years in July. Um, just briefly, our, our Sam is 17. Our twins will be 14 next month. And our Wesley is 10. We, we, live, we, we live in downtown Grand Rapids. We purpose to do so. We are a block away from our favorite Mexican restaurant. And we are two blocks away um, from Grand Rapids Community College. So we often, no lying here, I often am not sure who's sleeping on the third floor, whether it's a Grand Rapids Christian varsity basketball player or uh, a GRCC student who, didn't, who couldn't commute to Hudsonville because of the weather. We purpose to do that, so we're, we're working to be a, a, a family on mission. And I kid you not, in my once-a-week travel to family fair, I get six gallons of milk. So if, I, I just felt like I needed to share that to give you a bit of a window into... Uh, into my life, but I, I'm so, so grateful to be with you and, and just, just worship Jesus with you. That's why we're here. Um, so to that end, let's, let's center in and, and let's pray before we hear the word of God. Would you pray with me, please? Lord, uh, we love you so much. We, we give you thanks. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And as we come to your word, Lord, it, it is your rule and it is our rule for faith and living um, may your word uh, sink deeply into our bones and seep out through our pores as we seek to be Christ in 10,000 places. May your spirit be our teacher, and may the glory of Jesus uh, be our single concern, in whose name we pray, amen. So friends, I invite you uh, to listen uh, with me to Colossians chapter 1. He, Christ, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him, all things have been made, things in heaven and things on earth, visible and invisible, 
whether thrones or rulers or powers or dominion, he himself is before all things and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the firstborn from among the dead so that he might have first place in everything. For in him, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And in him, God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things by making peace through the blood of his cross. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So it's true, isn't it? That a song with a catchy chorus sticks in our minds and we can't quite get rid of it. We hear a song early in the morning and then we find those same words on the tip of our tongue as we lay our head down at night. Play with me here for a little moment. How about the Beatles tune? All we need is... Thank you. Um, For the moviegoers, who are you going to call? And for the sports enthusiasts out there, we will fight, fight, fight for... Or, lest you pass judgment, oh, we will fight, fight, fight for uh, Iowa, right? Maybe not in this neck of the the woods. Um, Let's just put it this way. The repetitious song gets wedged into our memory. And the Apostle Paul realized the contagious effect words put to music have on people like you and me. That's why the Apostle Paul, I think, snuck a hymn at the outset of his letter to the Colossians. Now, if we listen closely to the Spirit's whisper, we'll hear the chorus. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn from all creation. For in him All things have been created, things in heaven or things on earth. All things were created by him and for him, and in him all things hold together. God was pleased to have all of his fullness dwell in him, and through him reconcile to himself all things by making peace through the blood of the cross. Friends, did you hear it? Did you hear the hymn's message rise from the chorus like smoke from fire? All things. This hymn leaves no room for doubt about who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. All things find their genesis in Christ, and through him, all things are being held together in this very moment. Christ reigns supreme over all things. Each little flower that opens, Christ is king. Each little bird that sings, Christ is king. The cold wind in the winter, Christ is king. Listen to how the Apostle Paul begins. He says, he, Christ, is the image of the invisible God. Now, in the original Greek language, the text says, Jesus is our icon. The biggest question in human existence, in the history of human existence, is this. Does God exist? 
And if God exists, what does God look like? There were some students in a first grade classroom who were drawing pictures. The teacher approaches one little girl and asks, what are you drawing? She says, I'm drawing a picture of God. The teacher said, oh, no one knows what God looks like, to which the little girl replied, after I'm finished, they will. (laughs) In Jesus, what has been invisible has been made visible. Did you hear it? All the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. Jesus Christ is the window through who we see and know who God is. Everything we can know about God is revealed in the face and in the character of Christ. Listen to John. John says, it is God, the only son who has made God known. Or what about Jesus? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. Friends, Paul goes on. Christ is the firstborn from all creation. I hope that your vision of Christ is getting bigger. This is to say that Jesus Christ has preeminence in all of creation. That is why we sing, beautiful Savior, King of creation. In Christ, God who is beyond creation descends into our creation, clothes himself with our matter, unites himself with our humanity, and restores us to bear God's image. Everything was created through the Son and for the Son. Listen with me to the preacher from Hebrews. In the past, God spoke through our ancestors, through the prophets, at many times and in many ways. But in these last days, God has spoke to us through his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. Friends, Jesus Christ is before all things, and he sustains the universe and all of life in this moment. Now, I can't think of a better narrative in which we put our, in which we sink our teeth. In Christ, all things hold together. It's not just that Jesus Christ was present at creation and then let everything go. No, every moment of your life is being held together by the king of the universe whose name is Jesus. And you and I are made to depend on Christ. We can't nor we ought not to do it alone. Have you considered your own life? Have you considered that that you are being held together by the Lord of all eternity? And I don't know where you are in your faith journey today. But if you hear nothing else, I want you to hear that you are the beloved son and daughter of God. 
and not because of anything you have done. You can't earn it. You don't deserve it. But all because of what Christ has done for you and for this world. This is the word who became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And in him, all things hold together. I love how John Calvin, reformed forerunner in the 16th century, put it. He says, Christ is the beginning, Christ is the middle, and Christ is the end. And it is from him that all things, our Tuesday mornings and our Thursday afternoons, find their footing in Christ. Not only that, Paul continues, Christ is our, is our authority, right? Paul says he, Jesus, is the head of the body, the church. Not only is Jesus the image of the invisible God, the firstborn from among all creation, not only in him do all things hold together, but he is the head of the body, have you ever wondered why the church has lasted 2,000 years? Think about that. The most important thing about the church is not the building. It is not even the people. The most important thing about the church is the glorious person to whom the church belongs, Jesus. And the Heidelberg Catechism, if you're new to the Reformed faith, the Heidelberg Catechism is one of the tenets of our faith, right? It's, 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 it's one of our, 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 our foundations. Listen to the Heidelberg Catechism about the church. The Son of God, out of the whole human race, from the beginning of the world to its end, gathers and defends and preserves for himself by his spirit and word in the unity of the true faith, a church chosen for everlasting life. Friends, from Christ's first invitation to you, come, follow me, Jesus Christ, by his spirit, gathers and sends and creates and agitates and renews and innovates and restores the world through his body here at the intersection of 100th Street and 86th Avenue. Is that, am I right or is it 62nd Avenue? Oh my goodness. Thank you, Pam. You know what I mean. This hour on Sunday is not the end all be all. The next 30 years of life in America. Friends, we are at a pivotal moment, not only in the life of the American church, but in the life of the Reformed Church in America. Because in the next 30 years, we'll present the biggest missions opportunity stateside in the history of Christianity. I want you to feel that as we partner with Barna and, and the Baylor Research Center. I said this last night to a group of friends, that as we project out to 2050, the best case scenario is that one million youth every year, youth who grew up nominally in the church, will leave the church one year between, uh, one million every year between now and 2050. That's 30 plus million youth. 
We are called to be decentralized, to be Christ in 10,000 places. The former mental model of church, what got us here won't get us there. And what is the same yesterday and today and forever is that Jesus is the head of it all. Was true yesterday, was true today, and will be true until the day that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess and Jesus will come and gather up his bride. Jesus is the head of the body. Not only that, but Paul goes on. Paul says, Christ is our death defeater. Listen, he is the firstborn from the dead so that he might come to have first place in everything. If, if, if you've been around church, the, the, the Heidelberg Catechism, question and answer one, might be steeped in your bones. What is my only comfort in life and in death? The answer, that I am not my own, but I belong in life and in death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. That's our foundation. Every one of us has a life and every one of us is gonna get a death. And we gotta have a hope. And if you don't mind my asking, if, if Christ is not your hope, then who and what is? He is the firstborn from among the dead. Friends, the Apostle Paul says that for while we were still sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Christ took our place on the cross. This is the wonderful exchange that out of God's measureless benevolence that God has made with us, that, that becoming son of man with us, God has made us sons and daughters with him. That by Christ's descent to the earth, God has prepared for us a place in heaven. By taking on our mortality, God has conferred his immortality upon us. That accepting our weakness and our fragility, God has strengthened us with his power. That receiving our poverty onto himself, God has transferred his wealth to us. That taking the weight of our iniquity upon Christ, God has clothed us with Christ's righteousness. Fleming Rutledge puts it this way, sin no longer determines us. In Christ, we have been snatched out of the jaws of death. Paul continues, Christ is our reconciler. Paul says, God was pleased. It delighted God to have all of God's godness dwell in Jesus Christ. Christ Jesus is our world's one hope for reconciliation. And I want, to, I want you to hear this. Jesus Christ shed his blood on the cross, not just for you and for me and for all people, but Christ shed his blood on the cross for absolutely everything. 
every tree, every animal, every single created thing. Redemption is cosmic because God loves everything God has made. And in Ephesians chapter 1, the apostle sounds the trumpet fanfare of this cosmic Christ. He says, God has made known to us the mystery of his will as a plan set forth for the fullness of time to gather up all things. All things. Things in heaven and things on earth. Friends, salvation and redemption include everything. Frederick Beekner, master memoirist, novelist, and theologian, tells in one of his books about a visit that he and his wife and daughter made to SeaWorld in Orlando, Florida. Maybe you've been there. It's a circus-like atmosphere, a gorgeous sunshine Florida afternoon, and the grandstand was packed for the main event. Now, it's not a place where Frederick Buechner expected to have a spiritual experience. But at one point in the show, the signal was given for six or seven killer whales to be released into this giant pool. Now, no creatures under heaven look less killer-like as they race playfully around this pool. And Beekner writes, what with the dazzle of sky and sun, the beautiful young people on the platform, a soft southern air and crowds all around watching the performance with the delight matched only by what seemed the delight of these killer whales themselves. It was as if the whole creation, men and women, beasts and sun and water and sky and earth, and for all I know, God himself was caught up in one great jubilant dance of unimaginable beauty. And then, right in the middle of it, where in the grandstand they were selling snow cones and hot dogs, I was astonished to realize that my eyes were filled with tears. He concluded that there was no real reason for those tears. His wife and daughter also had similar experiences. He quotes, we shed tears because we had caught a glimpse of the peaceable kingdom of God and it almost broke our hearts. The peaceable kingdom of God. Friends, Christ, in his atoning death and in his triumphant resurrection, is the prince of peace who gathers all things, including killer whales, and grandstands full of people into one new embrace of peace. Jesus Christ 
is the image of the invisible God. He is the firstborn from among creation. In him, all things have been made. Things in heaven and things on earth. Whether thrones or rulers or powers or dominion, Jesus Christ is himself before all things. And in him, all things hold together. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Would you pray with me, please? Living God, thank you for your written word, the spiritual nourishment for our journey. Thank you, living God, for your incarnate word, Jesus Christ, who daily invites us to take up our cross and to follow him. Jesus, we recognize that apart from you, Lord, we have no good thing and that you have invited us to plant and to water and you promised the increase. And so I pray for these beloved friends, these brothers and sisters in Christ whom I love and whom you love immeasurably more. I pray, God, that they would get up, they would get out of here, and they would go be Christ in 10,000 places. I pray that you would come quickly, Lord Jesus, and do what you intend to do, that all the fullness of God would continue to dwell in you, and that in you all things would be reconciled. And until that day, may we fix our eyes on you, may our work and our walk bring glory to you. We, we love you. Uh, bless the bridge. Bless this congregation of believers and quicken the day when generations yet unborn will come to say, Jesus, in whose name we pray, amen. <laughs>